When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Alex Brandt, Bernard Rasmussen, Andy Brandt, Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. We will be right back. A special guest up next, Tom Bernard Show. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you know, you, know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com, and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So I called the Honda store. We looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car. And the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. 
It's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. Been good. And how do they contact you? And uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. What is a British movie where they whisper to? Yeah. I don't know why they love to whisper so much. I'll never understand why they would like to whisper so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this person could be my personal hero, (laughs) Diana Graber, raising humans in a digital world, helping kids build a healthy relationship with technology. Diana, you you could be my new hero. I love hearing that. Will you tell my children that I could be their hero, too? <laughs> hey, I'll put on my best voice. And, and, go. Could, and could we also work on the adults having a healthy relationship? Yeah, adults. Yeah. Well, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Just put your kids on the phone and go, I told you to listen to your mother. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> okay, we'll get it done. This, uh, I'm I, look, this... I think to me is going to be wonderful news because sexting, cyberbullying, revenge porn, online predators. We were just talking in the first hour of the show about the fact that people love to post things they know are not true in the least, but they try to make you look as bad as they possibly can. And I don't know where that comes from. My God. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a really complex world right now, isn't it? With social media mm-hmm. exploding everywhere and we put kids on devices so young and they start jumping into this world really with no mentors or guidebooks or mm-hmm. anything to guide them. So that's really why I wrote this book. Yeah, and I, I seriously, I'm being very serious when I say that I'm really, really happy you wrote this book because we're talking about several different things. I, I do a morning show in town as well, and we're talking about the fact that people, particularly under 30 years old, uh, you know, somewhere there, you can walk down the sidewalk, and if they're walking three abreast on the sidewalk, they will not get out of your way. You know, you would think they'd right. be courteous and just make enough room for you to get by. They won't do that anymore. It's unbelievable. What, what is that all about? Are they so involved in, well, the, in yeah. looking at that screen, or what is it? <laughs> you know, there's a couple things at play here. I mean, number one, our devices are made to capture and hold our attention. There yep. are some powerful yep. mechanisms by really smart engineers and technologists that really make it almost impossible for a human to walk away from what's happening on the screen. So that's number one. Number two is we're putting kids on screens really young, so they're really defenseless against all those things that are happening that draw them to the screen. And then number three is we have to remember it's not really the screens they're addicted to. They're addicted to their friends, and their friends are accessible via those screens. I've been seeing more and more, I'm talking, it seems like they're babies in strollers. And the oh, baby yeah. has the has the mom and dad cell phone looking at the cell phone while the parent is pushing them in the stroller. Right. I'm like, it's and a that's baby. Well, <laughs> they're definitely. Right. I, I really address that in my book through an entire whole section because, um, you mm-hmm. know, more and more we see kids super young with these devices, and of course, little children are drawn to shiny bright objects, right? So who's not going to love sure. an iPad or an iPhone? 
when you're two, three years old. But what's mm-hmm. the, the problem with that is, you know, at that age, you're supposed to be looking at faces and understanding human emotions and expressions and knowing that when you pull a toy away from your friend, the friend cries and you feel empathy. And all those social emotional skills, you know, have a hard time being built when you're looking at a device. And I argue that children really need that face-to-face time, especially when they're little, to build all those social-emotional skills that they will call upon again and again and again when they go on screens and they start interacting with faceless others. Yeah, that makes complete sense. What what really kind of floored me, Diana, was Catherine and I went to a movie. My wife is here, Catherine. Hello. And uh, we went to a movie on Saturday, and it was Stan and Ollie, so it was an older audience. I I would guess Catherine was the youngest person there by 8, 10 years. Yeah, I was the hot chick in the theater. (laughs) She was. Well, she always is, Diana. She just always is. But I I, I looked around as the... As the movie was starting, not, you know, at the beginning of the credits or anything, but as the movie was starting, I looked around and almost every person in that theater had their phone and they were looking at it. It's like, right. and, you're and going to a movie, yeah, calm down. Right. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to argue that there's some wonderful things that happen on our screens. They, we can keep in touch mm-hmm. with faraway others and get information. Yep. But at what cost, right? I mean, we have to take a step back and decide, look, at is this the life we want to live? Do we want to only interact with people via screens or do we want to maybe have a little balance and interact in face-to-face mm-hmm. real communication as well? And, and I think that's being lost today, honestly. And again, it goes back to the devices are really made to capture our attention and to hold on to our attention. And I think um, it's important for all of us, not just our kids, to understand like what happens in phones that hold on to our attention and decide you know, what we can do to combat that and to put them down now and then. They must think I'm really boring because I don't get a whole lot of that. He's too boring <laughs> to send this to. Forget it. Um, yeah, and I You're mentioned lucky. earlier the, the people. Yeah, exactly. The people walking three abreast on the sidewalk, and they wouldn't move over side to walk in the in the grass or you know the snow or whatever. Uh, is that part of the developing social emotional skills you were talking about? Have they lost the ability to understand they should move over? Well, you know, that's something that's, uh, that we have to determine when we have research, you know, on the next generation in 10, 20 years, right? We don't have that research yep. yet to show us how it's changing this generation because we're still so early in the game. Um, but we do have our common sense, and common sense tells us that if we're not learning to have empathy and understanding for others when we're young, you know, because we've spent so much time looking at the screen instead of people's faces, then it would stand mm-hmm. to reason that, that those skills, empathy, understanding, and all that could be lost when we get older. And the argument that I make in my book is those are super important skills. And oh, I certainly nice. don't want to live in a world without those human emotions. Do you? I mean, I don't think any of us do. No, I do well, not. Well, we've I had uh, other authors on the show that are saying that the incidence of uh, sociopath um, sociopathy, sociopathy yeah. is is going up like crazy, and I, I'm wondering if one of the reasons is because of devices. Yeah, and again, we don't have that long-term research yet. We're just early mm-hmm. in the game. But, um, you know, I don't think children are, are – they're too special to be guinea pigs in our grand experiment, right? Right. So I think um, I would prefer parents to err on the side of caution and just remember that when your children are little, that's the time that they learn best from your face and your voice and your uh, you, uh, watching emotions and watching how you react to other humans. 
Um, we know from a ton of long-term research um, on how children develop that face-to-face -face skills are super important for that young child. Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, you just hit a home run for me because that is the whole problem. People do not want to make eye contact with you anymore. I'm, I'm of the age where when I walk down a hall and somebody's coming the other way, I look at them and say, hello. Hardly anyone ever looks back at me or says a word. They just keep looking straight ahead and they keep walking. It's really eerie in a way, don't you think? Yeah, I do. And, you know, I mean, it's hard sometimes to have face-to-face -face contact and eye contact. And I think that's a skill that you need to practice when you're young, right? I mean, yeah. I think mm -hmm. it's important for kids to learn how to practice that and to have the courage to look someone in the eye and speak your truth and shake hands and all that. And, you know, if you're, if you're spending eight to nine hours a day looking at screen, those are eight to nine hours a day, you're not practicing that skill. So it stands to reason that skill is going to get lost or diminished as you get older. I think what I'm going to do the next time I'm walking down a hallway and somebody does make eye contact with me, I'm going to go, what the hell are you looking at? What do you think? It's <laughs> yeah. probably why they don't want to do it in the first place. <laughs> Alex, a possibility. As, a, as a mother of a two-year-old, almost three-year-old, and a almost three -year -old. baby, what, do you think, what are your thoughts about screens? I know that you're kind of anti-screens, right? Yes, I'm anti-screens, especially before two. I don't like any screen usage before two. And my, so, okay, I had a baby when my daughter had just turned two. And um, so there were times when he was a newborn, like my husband was out of town for six days when my son was two weeks old. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to set you up with a TV show because I just need to like feed the baby. And this is just, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. And she, for a long time, I don't know if she still does anymore, but for a long time, every single day she would watch something on television, she would have a nightmare that night. Like screaming bloody murder nightmare. And so it was just a correlation. It's like if she didn't watch TV, she didn't have nightmares. And um, so that was really interesting to me. It's like clearly her brain is not in the best place to be watching whatever because she just can't process it or something i don't yeah, know and then since we've were in florida visiting you guys and she watched a lot of tv she's woken up every single night she Which didn't is, watch any tv with yeah. us. what are you talking you, about you love watching tv with her and it's like with Fonny? i know it's something that you it's love true. but it's like but she's it's been almost a month now of her waking up every single night it's Mickey Mouse. How am I going to walk away from Mickey Mouse? But Diana, <laughs> Diana, help me. Help me, Diana. Yeah. It's Mickey Mouse. Oh, God. And, of course, you she know, asks here's for the thing. it. I mean, parenting is hard work, right? A grandparenting is hard mm -hmm. work. And so we all need a break now and then. I think to put a child in front of a program, you know, it's human. We need to have those moments to just get our lives, you know, back on track. Um, but mm -hmm. that being said, you know, the, the recommendation from the American Academy of Pediatrics is no screens below two and under and they say for kids um between two years of age and i think three and a half or so those still those early years um they say if you are going to choose to use screens with your child to watch it together and to be aware of what they're watching so that you're careful that you don't put them in front of something that's hard for them to process and more See? importantly for you to explain what your child's seeing on the screen so that you're saying oh that's happening because of this and you know, so you're helping them process stuff because for a child that young, 
they can't really distinguish yet between reality and fiction, and so that's why they need our help to help them, uh, you know, explain what they're seeing on the screen. Okay, Diana, her name is Fawn, a little girl. She's a beautiful little girl about to turn three. She'd be sitting, leaning on me. She's snuggled right up against me on the, uh, on the couch, and the television's not even on. And she turns to me and says, Fawny wants Mickey Mouse. <laughs> what am I supposed to do about that? You say we can't watch you it know, right you're now. You're kind of toast. You're kind of toast, right? <laughs> I am toast. I'm telling you, I'm toast. What am I going to do? Fawny wants uh, I Mickey can't Mouse. I can't help you there. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think anyone could say no to that. There Alex, is, I should just I should just give you shows that are like pre-approved where it's like if you have to watch there television with her because there are certain shows that I don't watch TV with her at home but it's like there are sh- mm-hmm. shows that I know of and that I have watched with her before like when Sage was a newborn baby where I was like I just need whatever um yeah that are more mellow mm. and she'd still has nightmares but you know Mickey Mouse is right. no, mellow. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is not no. mellow. No, not what? mellow. No, Donald Duck is constantly that... screaming. And... Yeah, and it's yeah. just like songs and blah, blah, blah. Like, we listen to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse in the car. Like, I'll play one on YouTube. So we listen to it. But it's freaking bananas. It's like you have to. There are certain shows that are much more calmer. Like Sarah and Duck. She, she likes Sarah, Sarah and Duck, Duck a lot. Have... That... Yeah, we got that. Um, that's something I read in, about in the book is I, I call it digital on-ramps and um, recommend that for parents and grandparents that want to get their kids up to the speed of, you know, fast-moving traffic on the Internet and the digital world is to choose these things that are easy and child-friendly and do it together and explain it to them. Because, I mean, the fact of the matter is we're in a world filled with screens, and so we can't say no screens ever. We have to think of ways to safely and developmentally, See? appropriately on-ramp our kids yeah. to the speed That's of moving traffic. Once again, Grandpa was right on the money. <laughs> Take that home with you. Uh, this is a fun, uh, Could we book you again to come back? Because I do want to talk about... We've only got about a minute and a half left, and I do want to talk to you about um, you know, identifying and vo- avoiding fake news and questionable content. Yeah. Uh, we all need help with that. Avoiding <laughs> cyber bullies and online predators. I, I just think it's really important. And that's, that's for people my age and whatever age. People just love. Everybody's a tough guy on, on uh, digital. They can say whatever they want and do whatever they want because you have no idea who they are. It's disgusting. Absolutely. Um, I would love to talk to you about that. That's a very a topic that is near and dear to me, and I think that's something that we can really curb if we start talking to children about it early. No, I, I should say that uh, that uh, Cassie, who's a grandmother at 37 years old, by the way, <laughs> I'd like to point that out, uh, with 11 children. But anyway, moving forward from that, yeah, Cassie, if you'd reach out to Diana Graber again, I would love to have oh, you back on sure. and talk about yeah. how it affects adults. I, I absolutely yeah. want to talk to you about that, so... We'll get you booked if we can. The book is called Raising Humans in a Digital World, Helping Kids Helping Kids Build a Healthy Relationship with Technology. I think it's a very, very important book. I'm really, really glad you came on with us today, and we'll continue the relationship because, uh, look, we got to talk about adults, too, because they get nuts on social media. It's amazing to me. Diana, thank well, you thank very you much so for your much time. Thank you so much for having today. me. It's our thank pleasure. You. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. 
a program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Uh, Joe from Louisville is going to call in. He, he just gotta, did. He wants it. Oh, he did. Sit. Okay. Uh-huh. He's got a comment. Wants to make. Is he ready to go? Yep. Taking more time off from the job. Here's Joe from Louisville. Do you ever work? No. <laughs> just no. I just came right no. out with no. it. No. At least he's honest. Joe, yeah. I got to tell you one thing. <laughs> I really enjoy when you and Doc go after each other on social media. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> He loves that. It's it's funny. It's it's funny. It's fine to read, and it's funny. I like it a lot. Well, but in any you case, haven't heard half of it or read half of well, it. I'm, I'm sure you're right about that. God, you guys. Well, you know what they say: Listen. good friends, good friends stick up for each other. Best friends insult each other. Well, there you go. There you have it. Because and, listen, and, little man, it's like Doc is hardly a little guy, but you're so big and tall that you listen, <laughs> little man. <laughs> it's wonderful. Anyway, just yeah. Another well, thing. you know, huh? No, go ahead, sir. Well, you know, you're talking about those guys walking down the the sidewalk through your breast. Yeah. Um, Cassie, here's an edit for you. Oh, okay. They come walking, you know, they'll, they'll come walking up to me, and if they don't move, I'll stop and look at them and say, move or I'll knock your fucking lights out. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's aggressive. Not you, even, <laughs> even uh, kill Joe. Aggressive. <laughs> I should mention that. Uh, well, you know. I should mention that on. you're, what, about 6'4"? You're 6'4", aren't you? Six three. 
Six three, but and then you're what are you weighing in at about like two sixty something like that? Three twenty. Three twenty. I mean, you're a big guy, and it's not not like you know some big fat guy either. He's just a really big guy. So I imagine they get a little intimidated no, by that, don't they? Yeah. Well, I sent back a picture of me, you, and Melanie. He goes, "Damn, you're a big some bitch." <laughs> More editing for Cassie. More oh, editing that's for fine. No, some bitches all right. Oh, really? Okay. That's, that's a, yeah, that was great. Uh, over at your parents' house, that was nice. It was really nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I just enjoy that. I just wanted you to know up front, because I know you, you got something you particularly want to talk about other than just threatening to kill people on the street. <laughs> <laughs> or was that? Well, you know, was that? Go ahead, sir. When I, when I was 18, my cousin brought me with to her ex-boyfriend's house to get her stuff back. Um, my cousin was 5'2". Hmm. Now imagine opening your door, seeing your 5'2 ex, your ex-girlfriend and her 6'3 cousin standing behind her. <laughs> I'm sure you had that beautiful smile on your face, though, didn't you? No, I wasn't smiling. I was just standing. I had my shades on. I just kind of standing there looking at him. <laughs> That's very nice of you, Joe. Really, really a nice thing to do. No, but it's good that your cousin had somebody to come to because it didn't sound to me like he wanted to give everything up, huh? No, he was kind of a tool. Yeah. Which is why she brought me with. Yep. So like, and you just you get stand there and scowl at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got everything back. Good. I'm glad to hear that. See, I love those stories. And You didn't threaten them. You didn't say a damn thing to them. All you did was stand there and stare at them. What's wrong with that? Nothing. That was the entire That's idea. All. Yeah, it was the entire idea. It's fantastic. So everything else going well? Yeah, it's going. But not you know, well. You guys, uh, <clears throat> not really. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It'll get better. I won't. Yeah, it'll get better. In a couple of weeks, a couple of months. A couple of weeks, a couple of months. They whatever talking, it takes, man. Right. You were talking uh, last hour about uh, people in Florida getting panicky that it was freezing <laughs> at 60-degree <laughs> weather. Yeah. Um. A couple of years ago, I was walking to uh, walking into work, and it was like I think end of September, or end of August, beginning of September. People were saying, "Well, it's going to get it's getting cold around here." You know, winter's around the corner. It's six degrees. I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> you guys are worried that it's sixty degrees?" <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Minnesotans think 60 degrees is like... T-shirt weather. Mm -hmm. It's getting awfully hot out. T-shirt weather. <laughs> it really is. No, that's, uh, it's a whole different planet. Once you get, once you get out of the five-state area, like Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, and Minnesota, the weather changes completely yeah, no matter where it you does. go. It's unbelievable. Yesterday well, was the only... Huh? I was going to say Minneapolis-St. Paul is the coldest metro area on the planet. That's not good. Oh, I know. Yesterday so was the only time don't... And since... Hmm. 
What's that, Catherine? Keep going. That's all right. Never mind. Yesterday was the only time um, since I was home for Christmas that I wore actual pants. And that was only because I was walking around downtown. And downtown yeah. borders the river. Mm-hmm. And it was rather breezy. Mm. Otherwise, they wear shorts. And people look yeah. at me and go, aren't you cold? I'm like, no, why should I be? <laughs> I, I, in Minnesota, always see this guy. He's riding his fat tire bike. He always commutes to work. And he, a lot of times, is it can be 15 degrees out, and he's got shorts and flip-flops. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. Why? He must not feel the cold ever. <laughs> I, yeah. He just must have, I don't even know. You know, I'm not talking 35 below, but my legs never get cold unless it's really cold out. Never? Really? No, my legs do not get cold. Oh, you know, I, probably Mine don't Joe, either. the reason, you know why that is, though, because we, we have such muscular physiques. That That's it, what it is. The cold weather is a hard, <laughs> hard time getting to us. Oh. What? <laughs> I got something. You got something in your throat? <laughs> yeah, I think it's called bullshit. <laughs> oh! Okay, your mother. Your mother you're talking to there. Oh, well. Well, I walk into work, I'll have a couple of coats on, um, a hoodie and a a windbreaker, but I'll have shorts on, and people look at me like I'm nuts. Nah, same way. Aren't you cold? Uh, No, I'm from Minnesota. Why should I be cold? Oh, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. God, I got to tell you, Joe, I've been hearing a lot on the show about from a lot of people who used to work at the Ford plant in St. Paul. I don't know what, what happened. All of a sudden, yeah, I'm getting a I lot hear. of communications. Yeah, it's interesting. It's really cool, though. Uh, I wish that Ford plant was still there because uh, many people don't know this, Joe, and I don't know if you took part in this. I'm sure you did. But we got so many emails and letters and whatever from Ford plant workers in St. Paul that on Friday when Mike Evans did Aloha Friday, they would all stop working and sing Aloha Friday yeah. with Mike Evans. Mm, a lot of people worked there. How great was that? Wonderful. Uh, when I got there, we were down to uh, four 10-hour shifts, so we didn't work Friday. Oh, there you go. But, nice. However, so that... starting April 1st, um, down here at LAP, our third shift is going away. Oh, it so is? So they're talking about, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're doing away with the third shift, and they're transferring about 700 people to other plants. Um, the Kentucky truck plant where they build the F-150, they're also mm-hmm. sending some people with high seniority um, you know you and Nick give me shit about 80s and 90s isn't isn't that long but that's in 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 Florida that's considered very high seniority they're sending mm-hmm. them to Lima and Chicago Lima the highest seniority is going to Ohio oh <laughs> It's Lima, Ohio. It's not Lima. Oh, okay. Oh, Lima. It's pronounced Lima. Why does it look like Lima, Peru? Why is it Lima bean? Because people pronounce it wrong. It should be Lima bean. (laughs) Because people pronounce it. It should be Lima. I think you're absolutely right. 
but that does happen. We get right. new, new cities in America and they're named after other countries, uh, cities and countries, and we always pronounce them wrong. I don't know why that is. Okay, they're sending them to Lima, Ohio, which is a, which is a parts plant, basically a oh, yeah. job. And those people with the 80s and 90s seniority that aren't going to retire are going there. Other people are going to Chicago. No idea why, but apparently they have a death wish. Yeah, apparently. Um, Hopefully the plant's not on the south side. I have no idea. When they asked me if I wanted a transfer, they gave me two options. LAP or Chicago. I didn't even bother putting Chicago. I said, I want LAP. If you're not going to transfer me to LAP, forget it. Uh So... And then we're going to be down to two shifts, Monday through Friday, eight hours, 10 hours is needed, which means that we're going to go Monday through Friday. Hopefully I have enough seniority to hold the day shift to listen to Mike Evans sing his Aloha Friday song. There you go. That'd be good. You can, you can start dancing and going, what the hell's the matter with Joe? It'll be fantastic. Well, I do anyway, and they, they always ask what the hell's the matter with me, even if I don't dance. <laughs> well, that's true. Me too. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, uh, let, where shall I begin? That's all I know. Um, well, there you go. I have a question for you. Joe, when, when they come to you I may have an and answer. go to huh? Lima, Ohio, or Chicago, how much does that cost the worker, or do they pay the whole thing? <clears throat> um. They offer a transfer bonus of $30,000. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. But they don't pay it all at once. They pay it over several years. Oh, well, that's not good. Just so you don't, because you got to pay for everything up front. Uh, just so you don't do a tool move and, you know, I got my thirty grand. i am done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That does make sense. So I don't know, but but coming up with all that money to move when you get paid back over, let's say six years at you know five grand a year or something, or five years at six grand a year, right. uh, if you had to pay the thirty up front, that's got to be a little painful, I would think. Well, it's not really that much to move. Cause oh, okay. When I moved down here, it cost me eighteen hundred dollars to rent a U-Haul. And that was around that. Well, that was a one-way trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, w- I think I packed like eight totes in my Toyota, and if I remember correctly, we filled up twice. Oh, okay. All right. So you're gonna you're staying in Louisville for the rest of your career, you think? Oh, yeah. I told my mom yeah, I'm only sense. going to move one, one more time from my apartment to a house. and That's it? I'm going to live here. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've got extra time off. I'm studying to become an electrician at Ford. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once I get through the apprenticeship program, however, I can get a job anywhere in the country with that knowledge. Yes, that's great. That's wonderful stuff. All right, well, try to behave when you run into people and say, you can't tell people that you're going to knock them the F out anymore. They'll they'll arrest you for that. 
Well, no, I just got a glare at him. <laughs> All right. Joe, thanks very much for spending time with us. We will talk to you soon, sir. Right on. Have a good day. Thanks a lot. You too. Joe from Louisville, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got another caller, uh, but we only have about 45 seconds in this segment, so caller will Can get they to hold you. on until the... Et cetera. We can do that, can we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah, so just tell them to hold on one second because we only got about 30 seconds left in any case. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, Joe from Louisville, Doc Ketchmark. To watch those two go at each other on social media is a thrill. If you get a chance, it's just they go at each other like there's no tomorrow. It's rather entertaining. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back, though, in just a couple of minutes. We have uh, another guest uh, ready to go right after that, right, mm-hmm. Andy? All right, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers, come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Yeah, Breaker 1-9, this is a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Oh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. <laughs> yeah, some big what is this? No, this is kind of, Cassie, this gives you a clue on who's calling in. Think about oh, it does? It. Yeah. Really? C.W. McCall's calling in? No, <laughs> no. who do we know that uh, he's over the road all the time? Oh, no. Mm. I know who this is. <laughs> I want to hear that laugh, though, first. We're not letting you on unless you laugh first. He's fucking laughing. There's his here. laugh right there. Magoo is here. Magoo is here. Where, where are you? There it is. There's a laugh. There, I love it. Magoo, what you up to? Yeah. Hey, Doug. <laughs> Jesus, Tommy, you changed number at this show more than a convent on a run. Can't keep up nah, with the new right. numbers. Why do you think he keeps changing the number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I almost spewed my coffee. <laughs> so, Magoo, what's the latest with you? Oh, my goodness. A lot of things is I can't keep track of the numbers. 
well, the last time I talked to you, I talked about spreading my DNA all over. And, yeah, when I got back to the yard, my boss, my boss, well, I was talking about skin, nails, hair. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. But, but my boss called my boss called me into the office and sat me down because, uh, well, they all listen to the show after work because I guess it comes on at five o'clock up there in, in Duluth, you know. So in Duluth, yeah, and he's, you know, you, yeah, you can't you can't be talking like that. So I had to sit down. I'm getting uh, I'm getting divorced from the she devil. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. Don't what? give me any ideas. Oh, it's a good thing. Oh, oh, oh. That's great. Don't give me any ideas. You don't idea. want to yeah, talk to her lawyer because, yeah, she's taking me to the cleaners. Oh, my goodness. She don't deserve it. But anywho, um, I was calling in because Magoo finally got, you get rid of the broom rider, and now you get to go see <laughs> Louie Anderson. So, oh, New Year's Eve. Good. I got to see Louis Anderson live, finally, yeah, first yeah, time in my life. A, and it, oh, did it you laugh till you whore. cried? It was oh, a Oh, my goodness, he's, he's even, yeah, it was a hood. He was even funnier in person, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, absolutely I, I agree with that hilarious. completely. I love I, Louis. Absolutely. But, you know, I work with his nephew. No, his, I didn't his know His nephew, that. John, yeah, is a mechanic at our company. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, he sent me a video. He uh, met with Louie over, I don't know, was early, late fall or something, but and told Louie about the story. Um, because one, one time I, I kept telling the broom rider, I said, you know, I want to go see Louie Anderson. He's at Treasure Island. And she'd always tell me, you know, yeah, well, I got a honey-do list out in the garage. You can go out there and clean, and I'll tell you jokes. Well, actually, one time I was cleaning the garage, she came out there and started telling me jokes. Well, I walked by her and I said, you ain't no Louie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you never did tell us. What, what was the final straw with the broom rider? Uh, well, bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. What a pleasant world. Well, it's, well, it's true. <laughs> you know, I'm out here. I, uh, you know, I work my butt off. The last thing I want to come home to, you know, get yelled at all the time. So, sixteen yeah, years. Yeah, that's true. You don't need well, that. Long you we were married. Yeah. So, anywho, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, you know, that's all good, but. Yeah, I'm more excited about. Uh, I got to see Louis Anderson. He uh, just phenomenal. Except for, uh, he's getting old. Well, he's uh, what 65 now. I think. Is that right? I think so. I think he's 65 yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, we're all getting. Well, that yeah, these days 65 is not very old. Right. So you know the only other thing, I got to meet Bed, uh, Bud Grant. I oh, got you did? to meet. Louis Anderson. Oh, yeah, I met Bud Grant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I cried. Um, because, you know, Tommy says men, real men cry. So yep. you're the only one left that's on my bucket list that I want to meet. That's right. You so, and I have never met in person. That's absolutely right. Except no, I, I was thinking about going 
Oh, what's that? If you, you meet me, you're going to go on some other radio and show. Yeah, he looks really old. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> no. He just laughs. No. Okay. I mean, goddamn. No. Yeah, he, boy, he is an asshole in person. Well, <laughs> in person. As well as on the air in person, it's even worse. No. Well, that's great. News. No, I was thinking about going to Key West to, uh, uh, you know, to, to finally meet you, but I don't know. I got a bill from the lawyer. Let me tell you one thing, Tommy. Uh oh. We Uh-oh. definitely got into the wrong uh, careers here, because I can tell you what he's making. Ufta, Lord have mercy. I should have really buckled down in school. Yeah, became a lawyer. I told him. I said, listen, I can only, yeah, I can only drive one truck at a time. You gotta, you know, ease up on these bills. Right. Unless I can clone so- myself sometime. <laughs> so how much are you getting from her? Oh no no no! There's nothing getting from her. <laughs> no, it's not. A, I'm paying. So so now where's no. what, what's she gonna do? Where so where's she gonna go? What's she gonna do? Who cares? Okay. Well, I just thought I'd ask. You know, I just kind of reaching out, trying to be social. Yeah, I don't know. You know I, we just. <laughs> well, I'm just being honest. Uh, I don't know. We don't talk. We don't. You know, it's it's all good. I just want to get That's it wrapped up so I can move on and get a new start. But listen, I th- I think it's a benefit. I got to see Louis Anderson. You know, things are looking up for yep. go. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I can get out of the right. truck more often and and do more fun stuff. So, you know, I, nice I, if we you have did come children, to Key West, but oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll send cancer and uh, a. A screenshot of my last bill for my lawyer, and you'll understand why I can't. It's like they're printing um, money. Oh, Lord have mercy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah, they make make good money. But no, I love. They do. Oh, yeah. No, maybe. Maybe next winter or whatever, when you guys do your shows, I'll I'll, I'll come and finally meet you and stuff. So well, I, I it would be a hoot. I might cry because, I mean, Me you know, Tommy, I've listened to you my whole life. A lot of my friends have listened to you our whole life. And, I mean, we don't, like, idolize you, but it it's kind of like you're part of the family. You know what I mean? No, I understand and, exactly. You know, I, I talk he, about it on Joe, here a lot. Joe from Louisville. Yeah, and Joe and Louisville was talking about it. I used to deliver to the Ford plant in St. Paul there, and they'd all have yeah. you on. I used to deliver deliver to the Star Tribune. They used to have you all on. All these big warehouses out in Eden Prairie in the morning when I'd be making a delivery, right there, the shipping receiving, they'd have a big boom box, and it'd be playing the queue, you know. It's, it's like you're part of Minnesota, you know, so... That's no, enough of that move. But you're still a yes. damn disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Great talking to you, Magoo. Give me some. Give me All a right, little thanks. honk of the horn yeah. there. All right. Okay, Magoo. Well, thank you, sir. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Don't text and drive. We love you, Magoo. Thanks for calling in, man. I love you guys. Toodles. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> Toodles. What did he say again? It's a it's a hot. 
It's a hoot. It's a hoot. It's a hoot. Up there in Duluth. I love Magoo. Duluth. No, I'm, I, you know, I, I should talk, I talk about that more on, on this show as well, but honest to God, I love our listeners to this show, the morning show. It's just... They all have a sense of humor. They're all just decent people. They don't want to get too far left. They don't want to get too far right. It's just, I just want to live my life. I'll go to my job, go to my family. Well, not Magoo anymore with the family. But, you know, uh, they just want to live their lives. And that's what I love about our listeners. It's not, I'm doing this because I'm going to get revenge. Calm down. Just live your life. Be happy. Stop being such a crab ass. Right? Wait, I'm going to record that. What did you just say? You should stop being so crabby. I'll say no, that very clearly. Not what you said. Very clearly uh, for Catherine. Dang it. Stop being so send crabby. Send me that sound bite, Andy. <laughs> you're going to send it to you, is he? <laughs> yes. All right. Next time well, you're crabby, I'll be like, see? I'm never crabby. Mm. What? It's a lie. You know what I'm talking about. Good God. I just, I brought up the, the headlines. Just in the uh, in the Star Tribune. Oh, I see. Because I wanted to see, well, like, see this former NFL player, state senator, business leader, Dwayne Benson, has died. He was not very old. God, how, how old was Dwayne Benson? I thought he was, like, 60 or something. What's the name of the guy that owns Starbucks? Holy God, he's 73. Uh, Howard Schultz. I might vote <clears throat> for him, Alex. Dwayne Benson Why? was 73. God, he's a... He's like 10 years older than I thought he was. Because he's going to run as an independent, and he thinks that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are all broken and they well, can't be fixed. They I agree with I, him. Well, He's going to run as an independent, which I would support. He, well, he said he's going to run not as only as an independent, but as a centrist, oh, which really appeals to me. fun change. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that be it? a breath of fresh air? I would love it. The guy, oh, but I, I pointed this out in the morning show this morning, that Scott Pelley, who's the worst interviewer I've ever seen in my life. So let me ask you a question about your shock. Are you making fun of his lateral S? No, I'm th- making fun of the, what an arrogant douche he is. That's what I'm making fun of. <laughs> but he says, Howard Schultz, the former CEO, because he stepped aside as the CEO of, of Starbucks now. Howard Schultz, a former CEO of, uh, of Starbucks, invented the brand, basically. There was a Starbucks in Seattle, and he took that one store. They now have 30,000 yeah. stores. Oh, 30,000. Yeah, they're across the street from they're... other Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. It's true. We stayed in an apartment of a friend of ours in London, mm-hmm. and there were five Starbucks within six blocks. Within six yeah. blocks. <laughs> Two of them were right were kitty corner. From across the street, oh, yeah. just in case you didn't want to bother walking exactly, across the street. That's exactly what, and the, then what you uh, have, Alex is talking about. Well, then you have the coffee shops. Like, if you go to, like, some hospitals and stuff, they're not technically a Starbucks. They proudly serve Starbucks, so they probably count yeah, right. those as Starbucks oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm because sure they, they serve so Starbucks yeah. coffee. So, yeah, yeah, even an airline does that. Mm-hmm. Starbucks coffee. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Scott Pelley interviewing Howard Schultz about running as a, as a centrist and an independent. He said, uh, Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, you're worth $3.5 billion, which is more money than Donald Trump oh is God. worth. Oh, why would you even throw that in there? Because yeah. they don't, you know, rich white guys are... Well, I got some bad news for both Howard Schultz and Donald Trump because Nancy Pelosi's worth about four billion dollars. Clearly, she Nancy. outspent everybody. Nancy, <laughs> she, <laughs> Nancy. she's a woman, yeah, right? Yeah, you're close. <laughs> she could spend some money. Uh, yeah. 
She could spend some dough. There's no doubt about that. And yeah, and Scott pointed out that it costs five hundred million to run a presidential campaign. Five hundred million dollars. Five hundred million dollars. Is that just unbelievable? To run Lots for president. That's disgusting. Money. It's a peeing Think contest. Think of uh, it, It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a peeing they should have a limit. They Sounds should have funny. a limit on how much a person can spend. Yeah. I mean, and that's it. I just don't know why it's so. Yes, weird. that would be good. Because that's obscene. I know it is obscene. And especially with all the hate campaigns against each other, who needs it? Do people actually really watch those political commercials anymore? People just tune them out because they're so gross. Absolutely not. They're so terrible. It's like it's a waste of money. Yeah. Well, they're spending the money on doing it, so it must work. I mean, yeah, there has to be somebody sitting in their, you know, lazy boy, and it comes on, and it's like, well, that other guy's so terrible. I'll vote for this one. It's like, oh, my. I got some bad news for people out there talking about, oh, my God, the, the, the people with all this money. It's just, it's just not – it's immoral that they have all this money and blah, blah, blah. Do you know the average net worth of a member of the House of Representatives? The average net worth of the House of Representatives? No, I don't know. Six million dollars. Oh, Six they're doing pretty mil- well. And they're what, like 300 of them or something? What, are they, what do they make a year, a mil? Uh, yeah, I don't know. The average net worth of a senator is $14 million. Oh, my gosh. Holy God. Why do we let these people run our lives? They're not going to do anything that favors us. It's going to be making more money for them. I know. I just love how they congratulate each other (sighs) on their public service. (laughs) Their public service. Uh, (laughs) Public service doesn't pay that much, people. Sorry. Never has. It's all a lie. I just, I cannot believe that. It just, they're, they're saying here that she's only, uh, uh, with her husband, she's only worth uh, about $150 million. Poor thing. No, she's, she's, she, her husband just did a multi-billion dollar deal in Guam. So I don't know how could, they can only be worth $150 million. Well, they probably have all their money in banks in Guam. Did you guys know that the average net worth of a senator is $14 million. The average net worth of a member of the House of Representatives is $6 million. I had no idea that was the average. That's I knew insane. some of them were very wealthy. They're all wealthy. Wow. Except a couple pulling up the, pulling, you know, sucking hind tit, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to go. Great guest go today. Thanks to Magoo. Thanks to Joe from Louisville. And thanks to Diana Graber. She was, we got to have her back on again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll reach that was out. A, terrific so show. a lot of ground to cover on that topic. Yes. We do. All right. <laughs> it's true. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Tom Bernard Show.